Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Social Media News Live. I'm so excited uh, to do this show with my pal, Eric, who I think has been the the most uh, requested, yeah, maybe requested guest on the show. We'll so go with that. We'll go with that one. Uh, I'm so glad that he's here. We're going to be talking about productivity. So if you're watching this, we are pre-recording this uh, because... We want to have a break, and that's part of what we're talking about is when we talk about productivity today, this is me being productive, and Grace uh, could not make it today, so we are pre-recording this. This is going to go out on right, is it right before? New, yeah, right before the new year, yeah. so this is a perfect, uh, the perfect episode, so I'm going to go ahead, since we don't have a lot of uh, rigmarole going around, but I'm going to go ahead and hit go on the podcast machine, and we'll get started. You ready, Eric? Ready. Let's right. do it. Here we go. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. And today we are joined by my pal, Eric Fisher. And today's show is all about being more productive in 2023. Eric, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm feeling good, ready to take some time off before <laughs> right. 2023 hits right. and use some of that time. I'm sure we're going to talk about this, right. especially because we're talking about productivity, taking some of that time to not just rest, but recharge and reboot into the new year. So, yeah. And if you don't know who Eric is, um, well, you're probably ha- never listened to a podcast before in your life. But he, this is Eric is the producer and host of the long-running Beyond the To-Do List podcast. For almost 10 years, he's talked with experts on how to implement productivity strategies in their personal and professional lives. And he is currently an account manager at Now Marketing Group. Eric, but when we get before we get started here, we're going to be talking about, you know, how to start the, uh, the new year right with a sense on intention and purpose. We're going to, and, you know, we're going to talk about productivity strategies for 2023. But talk to us quickly about the Beyond the To-Do List podcast, like how you got started, like what's the origin story? Let's go do a Marvel origin story of like how and why you decided to start uh, the productivity, you know, Beyond the To-Do List uh, many moons ago. Yeah, let's see. Okay, so let, my superhero origin story is a a, a productive spider bit me that was radioactive. <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, no, and I guess maybe that happened when I was young, like probably junior high, high school, somewhere in there. I just yeah. noticed that I didn't. I I was a procrastinator. I was not somebody who could stay on task very well. Come to find out later, adult uh, diagnosis of ADHD when I'm sitting in a cubicle. Um, mm. During the year that my premature daughter was born back in 2005. Wow. So I'm, so I'm already like lack of sleep and all that kind of brought things to the forefront. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I think I need to get tested. And I did. And they diagnosed it. And we tried, me- you know, medicine and things. And mm-hmm. I used it, but it was kind of, you know, making me less uh, it, it was benefiting me less. I was feeling like it was helping, but it was also like the con- the pros and the cons. The pros went up, but the cons also went up. So oh, it was yeah. like, Ugh. so I kind of backed off everything and said, you know what? I can go back to, you know, s- systems and workflows and all that kind of stuff. So putting structures in place and things like that. And, and I'd already been doing some of that and read getting things done previously to that. And while sitting in the cubicle and, um, yeah, it was and keeping lists and keeping, you know, before smartphones, keeping a little, you know, notepad that you flip open a uh, little, right. you know, the mini version of the that you turn sideways. That, that's like just the reporter's notebook kind of and just the clicky pen and just writing stuff down, capturing all the time. Now, capturing's not doing, but at least it's capturing so you don't forget. Right. So 
I was practicing and starting to to get into the world of productivity even then. But yeah, I think it was post 2005 and diagnosing that and, and being more aware was kind of the really the first intentional moment that I said, you know what, I'm interested in this. I want to do something with this, but only until years later, 2012, mm-hmm. when I was phasing out of being a co-host on a certain podcast and found myself, well, I want to keep doing a podcast because I don't want to stop doing any podcasts at all. I had for a second thought, let's blog. No, better, better <laughs> to process audibly right. and talk with people and interact. And I just, podcasting's my thing. Come on. I mean, yeah. it just is. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just worked on it for a while. Was like, well, what do I want to do? Who do I want to talk to? I definitely want to talk to people. Want to get into get get in on the ground floor of that free coaching, <laughs> and right. uh, you know, and because uh, guesting and being uh, and having people on your show is a good way to then open the doors to talk to other people and so on and so on. And that's what's happened. Um, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, what do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? People. I want to talk to people about how they manage their day, how they do the work they do. And I'm like, oh, this sounds kind of like productivity. Yeah, but it's not just productivity. It's productivity, but it's beyond the to do. And I'm like, oh, there's the name. That's it. And and this was all in my head. So I'm talking that's to myself. Cool. But that's the origin. And then from that point on, I just said, okay, who can I get? And I knew I could get Michael Hyatt because I already could get a yes. And I did. He was my first recording which was gutsy and it paid off and having him then slowly open the doors for other people. And it's been more than 10 years now. So it's been fun. That's cool. And exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, and getting Michael Hyatt, I mean, he's been on your show a couple of times. Yes. Well, more than a couple. He's, he's been on about four or five times now. Uh, And in fact, he and his daughter are coming on in the month of January for their new book, so I'm really excited about that to have them both on at the same time. Right, that's cool. He's been on a lot. So he's kind of like your, your Michael. He's my Eric Fisher kind of a thing. Like you've been on my show. That's, <laughs> sure, sure. That's we'll call yeah, it that. Yeah, I'll yeah. take that. You'll I'll take, take that, that comparison. Okay. Sure. Um, by the way, talk about being more productive. Uh, what makes this show happen and is very. It's a great way to be productive with your live video is. Uh, our friends over at Ecam they sponsor the show. You can find out more about them at socialmenewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. Uh, in fact, there's some really cool stuff right now. If you look at their beta, um, one of the things that's gonna, I'm going to uh, that I'm using for when I produce videos is in the beta right now is they have isolated video. So just like um, right now on their their main software, where you can actually when we're recording, it's recording Eric's track, his audio track, and my track separately, and whoever you bring on, it records a separate track, and it's really easy to mix for audio. They're doing the same thing right now in the beta with video. So you have isolated tracks for me for repurposing. It's going to be great. So that's going to be rolling out, I'm sure, uh, next year as they kind of test it in beta. But if you want to get early access, go to their their beta site. I think it's ecamm.com forward slash beta and or beta if you're from the UK. And you can actually uh, go download that. But go check them out, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecamm. Amazing. Uh, I could not do the show without them. And they also, last week we had, um, uh, a couple weeks ago, we had Keely on talking about Discord. And if you'd like to join their Discord, you can go to ecamm.tv forward slash Discord. It's a great way to join the community, ask your questions. Uh, I really love hopping in there and, and just checking out. Ecamm does community rights. So uh, it's a great place to hang out and talk all things live video. So make sure you check them out there. All right, Eric, back to productivity. Um, so we are right at the cusp of the new year, and this is a great time to kind of go back and look at what you've done right, what you've done wrong. But what are some strategies for setting and achieving some productivity goals in the new year? Like, I know a lot of people try to bite off maybe more than they can chew. You know, Chris Brogan has the three things that he likes to do or one word that's going to sum up a year. There's got to be a happy medium. So what do you suggest for people when they're trying to set some strategies for uh, productivity for the next year? Yeah, so I'm going to go with the fact that I don't love to do New Year's resolutions. And we don't even need to go into that, really. I just want to say that, like, you don't have to set these big, hairy, audacious goals and then try to meet them. In fact, sometimes there's so much pressure from that that you're just bound to fail. And, you know, I will refer you to um, John Acuff, for example, when he talks about goals is to, you know, be okay with setting it lower because then 
if you can at least, it, but still make it stretch. Right. But if you can set it to where you can get to a certain point, you're still further along than you would have been ha- and had you just set a super big goal, failed early, and then quit completely. You know, mm-hmm. like it's all about long term, sustainable, incremental change towards something. And I think we all think that we've got to make these changes or growth or whatever you want to call it, insert your word here of change um, that you've got to come out that you've got to hit January 15th and be rocking and rolling right? or else you're a failure. And I've experienced that too many times in my life to ever go that route again. And so what I've done this year is I've got some vague wants, some needs, some, ideas that I've kind of let percolate and simmer mm-hmm. for a while. I've not yet landed on anything for 2023. And the reason is, is because starting today or really tomorrow after this recording um, in, in advance of when it's going out, right. I will have a stretch of time where I am not on anymore for the year. In other words, I've got a, a break Right. And by knowing I had that break, I was able to intentionally say, okay, here's a bucket of things that one, first off, I'm going to do a whole bunch of nothing and I'm going to rest and I'm going to recharge and then I'm going to reboot. And those, so I guess those are my three words. I didn't intentionally decide to do that. I don't, I don't think those are my three words for 2023, but I think those are my, my words before 2023 rest recharge and reboot. And so in rest, it's okay, stop doing things, do as little as possible for a while, just kind of turn off all the switches, take the social media off my phone, stop doing, you know, stop um, sitting down at my desk, Mm -hmm. all those kinds, you know, stop constantly checking things, stop sitting in front of screens all the time. Now that's not to say I'm not going to go watch some Christmas movies and TV with my family and friends, but it's going to be so much more of a savoring mentality than it is like uh, a, a, an obligation. Right. Recharge is going to be, <laughs> I'm, I am no joke. I am probably going to do like an advent calendar for all 10 days of my break where it's like, Oh, I did my nap today, which how long <laughs> did I nap today? You know, that's mm-hmm. going to be recharge and try to sleep in, try to get to bed early, try to just reset and and not just with like sleep, but also with like, I'm going to indulge in some food, but I'm also going to treat those like cheat days and the rest of the time really kind of pare back and just either do some intermittent fasting, do some like just not like cleansing or anything like that, but just like drink a lot of water and Mm -hmm. just reset the system. And then as far as reboot, which is also like resetting reboot is I have again, I mentioned those those vague wants, needs gnawing at me, you know, in my brain, in my heart in my soul, whatever you want to call it. Like I've been capturing those recently and saying, you know, I feel off in this area. Okay. Well, what, what is that? I'm going to allow myself, um, since everybody else in my house is Mm -hmm. off as well on break, I'm going to then take a break from them since they'll be (laughs) home. Right. Right. I'm going to take a break from them, get out of the house, probably go to the um, coffee shop or something, take a few hours and I'm going to leisurely go through and just kind of say, you know, without putting too much pressure, what are the things that need to change? And it's going to be looking at morning and evening routines to reset. It's going to look at what times of day and what types of work I have felt have been out of whack for a while. Where have I felt like I need to step up in certain hats at work or at home relationships, those kinds of things. I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of brain dump all of those and then mind map those a bit. And again, I'm not looking at this as like some big homework assignment or some, you know, project of me, but I'm looking at it as just leisurely, casually do this without too much pressure and say, okay, identify some areas and then say, okay, what's, According to a 12-week year, mm-hmm. what's reasonable to see some incremental progress if I put a few uh, you know, low-hanging fruit or lever- easy leverageable things in place for January through, let's say the first quarter ends at the end of March. So you know, January, February, March, what does that look like? And then 
what are some of the other ones that I can push off into the hopper for April through June or July, July through, you know, you see what I'm saying? The right, other quarters. Right. So that's the approach that I'm taking this year because that's where I find myself with time and energy and focus and just how things have been, not just this year, but for like, say the past three years, 2020, 2021 and 2022 are all a blur in my mind. And I feel like this is just a, okay, stop, reset. Or like I said, re- rest, recharge, reboot. So one of the things, you know, you know, you and I both do the 12 week year and a lot of people can think, well, that's great. You're going to try to cram more stuff in a set amount of time. And that's not really the whole, uh, the whole strategy behind the 12 week year, but and you mentioned, you know, how you're rebooting and you're relaxing and you're taking some time for some naps. So that's great when we have this like nationally syndicated downtime where nobody's bothering us really. Everything's kind of quiet. Most people are off. So how can we manage effectively our energy levels to maintain this productivity throughout the day through the rest of the year? Like it's really easy right now because I don't have a lot of people pinging me. Things are kind of, you know, people are traveling. It's cold outside and stuff. But then after the first of the year, you maybe have a day, like one day of grace before stuff starts hitting. So how do we continue this? Like, how do we continue to make sure we don't get burnt out? We, you know, we, we get those energy levels, which is as I get older, that's what I need to manage probably more than my time is my energy level. So what are some you know tips that you have to maintain that productivity throughout the day during like normal times? Yeah, I, for me, I, and so I, I told you about this earlier when we were talking, that as I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today, I just happened to see uh, Tiago Forte, the author right. of Building a Second Brain. He had posted something, and it just struck me as exactly where I'm at, and it kind of fits this question. He says, we tend to think, of, we tend to think that if we had more time, we'd do more, but time often is an issue. It's about more energy, motivation, and determination. And right there, I said, yep, you're right. Because mm-hmm. in the past few years, there's been a couple of seasons there where I've suddenly had a lot more time on my hands that I could have used way more wisely than I did. And it wasn't t- a lack of time that, that was the issue as to why I didn't get more done. It was lack of energy, right? which is more physical, but can be somewhat emotional motivation, which I I would strike as more mental and emotional and determination. And I thought to myself, those three things are the things that I really need right now, especially in some of the stuff that, you know, you and I have talked about that I really want to, or need to be working on. And I'm like, yeah, I know I need to do that thing, (laughs) but but I just don't feel like it. And I think the key here is, is it's not time definitely does play into it. You need to have more. You, you maybe need to have more time, but I don't think it's necessarily more time so much as it is delegated time or themed time set aside, calendared, in other words, protected with boundaries set in place with nothing else able to take that time. Distractions, you know, boundaries put up so that distractions can't happen and so on. But when it comes to energy and productivity. Again, it's why I'm going to take a whole bunch of naps because I'm just going to get back into feeling like I'm more well-rested overall. Um, Like I said, the morning and evening routines and especially even stress because like, you know me, I've I've expressed this before. I can get to bed at a great time. I can be asleep before 10. I can then wake up at like four something by accident and then not be able to get back to sleep. And I don't want to be up that early, but just have to. And so- and I don't want to be pounding coffee all day. So it's more about, you know, so the, there's one factor, it's sleep. Another factor is then stress. Another is definitely exercise and diet. It's about not eating heavy lunches. It's why you and I both, we both love sushi. One of the benefits of sushi yes. is that it's not going to make you feel like you've got to unbuckle your belt from Thanksgiving dinner right. after a, right. a lunch. And then that your good. afternoon is, it does sound good, man. I now I, anyway, I eat sushi, uh, yeah. Instead of instead of squirrel, it's sushi. Um, It's one of those things. So there's all these different variables. And these are a lot of these are practical things, but we don't Mm -hmm. think about how to apply them practically. And so for me, again, part of my reboot is resetting 
on all these things. It's analyzing like, okay, you know what? One of the times that I had the best energy in my life was doing Tim Ferriss's uh, slow carb carb diet. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed it because I was making all these variants of scrambled eggs Mm -hmm. with some spinach and like some hot sauce thrown in, in in the mornings. And, and I was, and, and just having all of that really made me feel healthy and and I had mental clarity and I had energy and focus throughout the day and I wasn't weighed down by not just stress and emotion but my physical body right. so yeah. that's a lot of where I'm coming from and and so and and to a degree like you you and I know both know this you you went through a health transformation you lost a bunch of weight right back in I forget which year it was and and right. you got to a certain place and plateaued I've kind of had ups and downs mm-hmm. That's one of the biggest things. So th- this is one of the biggest things I'm, I'm resetting in terms of, you know, long term for the year. Like this is the, like this moment in time right now is like a line in the sand for right. me with all of this stuff. So I want to go back because you mentioned really quickly, uh, you talked a little bit about sleep. And I think that's more and more important. And it's becoming more and more prevalent in the news, how important it is. And, uh, you know, we have our Apple watches now that track our sleep. We have all these tools. Um, and, but you had, and it was a book you both and I read, and I don't know if you know the episode number off the top of your head, but you had the author of, I think he's been on a couple times, your show about sleep. And I can't remember his name, but I'd really like people to, you to point people to yeah. your show where they could find that because it was really eye-opening <laughs> about uh, sleep. Or eye-shutting. Uh, eye-shutting is what it should be. Yes. Uh, but do you have the, do you, ha- do you know what, who I'm talking about and what episodes I, are. I believe it's either Sean Stevenson or mm-hmm. it's Dr. Michael Bruce. They They're both have good. been on talking yeah. specifically about sleep and different aspects of it. And so, and, and honestly, if you just go to beyond the to do list.com and type in the search bar, the word sleep, you'll find all the episodes that bring that up. Yeah. And that's really good. And so if you, they won't put you to sleep, but they're really, really fascinating, oh. especially uh, I, I think I've read both of those guys books and, and they really do have some things uh, throughout this next year, what you can actually help yourself by, you know, we talked about, you know, how can we, you know, keep this going, not just a certain amount of time, you know, the start of the year, New Year's resolutions, but a practice that you do. And I think sleep is the one hack that just really does scale and gives you, you know, once you fix that, everything kind of falls in line, your health, you know, your productivity, your energy levels, all that stuff. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the core of that sleep. And so uh, I recommend those, uh, those episodes that Eric has on beyond the to-do list dot com uh for you know getting some more information about that because they're really really good so that's just one tool and i want to jump into like tools that we can use to kind of streamline or automate our work processes one of mine is just really simple that i use and you can't see it but behind me this thing folds back and i have and i've been i bought it for the last four or five years but john acuff has a calendar it's like one of those just it's a year calendar and you can write on it with um, dry erase markers i get it every year from him and he's got little quotes from his book because i'm a big fan Um, But you can, you know, you set up your, you know, when I'm going to conferences or when I have a big project due, I can write that on there and I can actually X things off and see how much I have left in the year. We use it for our 12 week year, Eric and I both do. So uh, that's my like big kind of tool that I use every day. What are some other tools or technologies we can use to streamline and automate our work processes, Eric? Yeah. And I think when it comes to tools, it's really a matter of, again, a lot of people, when they talk to productivity people, they're like, what are the, what's the best tool for this? And I said, well, the one you'll use. Right. And, yeah. you know, the and same thing, Mike Vardy and I, it's always like, you know, it doesn't matter which to-do list you're using. Right. Or if you're using one at all, really, it's more about which things are you going to use. So I think when it comes down to it, you want to have some sort of macro, like you're talking about, the calendar is a macro mm-hmm. planner in a way for the, for an entire year. And that's great. I would say then if you can drill down in one level, whether this is a project management software or a task management software, and there is a difference between those two, Mm -hmm. um, that you probably, and they can be used interchangeably, but there is a difference. Um, You want to have, you know, your macro level of a year. You want to have your, like we're talking about 12 week year, which is a quarter. And then you want to kind of go month by month within those quarters and week by week with your daily, with your reviews and things like that. And it really just comes down to, are there things that you can do with those tools, whether, whether it's macro or micro or automation? Cause a lot of, a lot of the, the, the sweet sauce comes through 
you can right. tell I'm hungry. Um, a lot of the secret sauce comes through right. when it comes to things like Zapier, um, you know, automating things where whenever I do right. a thing, it then does this thing and this thing and this thing and sets the domino effect. Whereas it's not multitasking. It's just automation. I did a thing and everything else flowed right. through. Right. So having a lot of those kind of quick, small little things like so, again, project management software for your life or your work, or both, whether you're using Asana or Trello for that, whether you're using um, for task management, if you're using something simple like, like for example, we use in my house, um, we've gotten to the the point where we, for the shopping list, we're using Apple Reminders. Right, yeah, and that's what we share use. Apple Reminders list um, for my wife and myself and my daughter, because now she will go to the store for us, which is great. Having something as simple as that. So it's really a matter of, okay, where have you felt friction or lack in your system? Where have you felt like things have fell through the cracks? Then you look and say, oh, well, is that a macro or a micro? Where does that fit? And then you find the right software for that tool, software, et cetera. That's good because um, like, and it's okay, I think, to audit like the tools that you're using because I've used a, a certain to-do list app for for years and i just found one because i was struggling with focus it was called focus to do and it actually has my task list that built that has um built in uh i think it's is it pomodoro is that how you say it i don't never know yes pomodoro pomodoro and um it gives you, you know, like 25 minutes to do a task and you get a five minute break and then you you do a task 25 minutes and there's another break and then at the end of like three you get a 15 minute break so I've really done that to help me focus on a certain project, like if I'm doing a podcast or doing something else, and it's been a huge game changer. And it's because I audited something. And the other th- cool thing about it, it's called Focus To Do, and it goes across all of my, like my phone, my iPad, and my desktop. So that's my newest one that I really, really like as, you know, kind of, you know, putting things together. But Eric is right. It's the one that you use. And um, my daughter has discovered Notion. Oh my gosh, she is a control. You should see her Notion board. It's crazy oh, wow. uh, for school. I use Rome Research. That's what I use to you know, kind of do a brain dump. And you had, oh, you need to, this is another episode that you guys need to go listen to over on Eric's uh, beyond the to do list.com. Um, it's Tiago Forte, who we mentioned earlier, who did, you know, finding the second brain or whatever his book was. I can't Building remember. your. Building a, your second brain, I think, is what yeah. It's building called. your second brain. If you're a Notion fan, or you feel like you're you're losing information and you need a, a way to capture that, he is the man. He's the one I got me on Rome. Rome Research uses a lot of his techniques. A lot of Notion people use him uh, for his stuff, and so it's amazing. It is an amazing book. It's an amazing episode. So make sure you guys go listen to that. I do want to call out that identifying that need of i mean i have it you know what I, i'm gonna be fair i don't have a second brain i've cobbled together pieces in the past where i've been i've kind of faked in faked it mm-hmm. but i've never officially set up a second brain legit and that is one of the things that i want to right. that is, that is one of the things on my list for this break so um i use like uh, rome researches and the main not <laughs> It's more of mental health for me because uh, anxiety is like, oh, did I forget that? I used to have sticky notes everywhere, and that was driving everybody crazy. This way, it allows me to do a brain dump, and I know that I can retrieve it if I need it because of the tags that I set up. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos to get it set up the, the way I needed it to, and so I built courses on that. I, I Everything I have, it has an app, and I can capture stuff, ideas. I It's just like a big sigh of relief for me that I don't feel like... I'm losing stuff because I have a way to capture it and capture it quickly without a bunch of, you know, rigmarole or whatever. But, uh, yeah, if you struggle with like feeling like I had an idea and I forgot it or I, I, I'm the stress, even putting your head down at night, like I've got all this stuff, I've got it. If you have a place to brain dump, oh my gosh, it just makes it so much nicer. And, and, uh, that, that episode over on Eric's is, is well worth the listen. Cause it really, yeah. Works. If you're, if you're any, type of creator in any form or fashion you can't afford not to if you're a creator in any way you can't afford not to build a second brain because you have to be able to not just capture your ideas and not lose them to the ether Mm -hmm. thinking oh if it's a good enough idea it'll come back you need to capture it but not only capture it be able to then store it in a trusted system where it can meet 
other ideas you've had in the past, and then they can get married and have idea babies, and then those are the ones you end up executing on. Ooh, I just talked about killing babies. But anyway. Uh, Don't kill. No, that's not. (laughs) That's a phrase, though. Killing your darling. Killing your babies. It's, 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 yeah. So let's move on, too, because I know a lot of people are, are working at home, and, you know, now we have, a lot of people have the option of working at home. So what are some best practices you found for manage, and this can be at work too, but this, this would be practical for that, but managing and organizing your workspace. Like I tend to be kind of cluttered. I have like a, a cone of cleanliness that you guys can't see, but that's because everything is messy outside of the cone, cone of cleanliness. But cleanliness is just one of the things. How would, you know, what are some best practices, Eric, for managing and organizing the workspace where you are going to spend a lot of your time. Yeah. I, I, for me, I'm one of those people where I want to go for a minimalist workspace. So, you know, I've got my monitor with the camera on it. I've got my road caster over here. I've got my mic that's up out of the way and boom arm. I've got my, you know, I've got my little coaster here for my drinks mm-hmm. and my, my Ember mug is still out uh, a lamp and a charger for my phone. And then the laptop's way over there, like in its dock, and one cord plugs in and then everything connects. And then I've got room, you know, I've got my mouse and my keyboard here that I'm picking up. And then that's it. Mm. And I'd like to keep it that way. However, that allows me to make it a drop zone during off work hours. And then I've got to come back and pick things right, up and move right, them and right. whatever. But it's but I like to keep it that minimal. Like I would like to see as much of the bamboo on my desk as I can. Mm. So at that serene, you know, yeah. serenity now is my workspace. Being able to come in and sit and immediately not feel overwhelmed as you're starting to work digitally is key for me. And I think it is for a lot of other people too. I think even, like you said, even you've got the cone of cleanliness around your workspace, even though beyond that is maybe not the same scenario. So right. I know it's not for yeah. me either. Um, <laughs> but so I think. Yeah, having having it set up, figuring out what's the bare minimum you need and trying to pare it down to just that. That's your starting point, at least. Yeah. One of the things that I found, and this may not be, it, it kind of fits into the workspace, but I always like before I quit for the evening, I start another project. Like, let's say I'm editing a podcast or something. So I will start like a new one and like say I'm gonna just going to do five or 15 minutes and then have that much done so when I come back, I'm not starting from scratch. And that's kind of been a hack. And I leave that up on my, you know, my computer. I'm going to save it. But I have that. So when I first come in, boom, it's ready to go. And so uh, that can also be kind of a way for, I think, working at home might help. You kind of get going and not kind of drag yourself and like, oh, gosh, what I got, you know, opening a bunch of windows and then get distracted by Facebook and all that stuff. So anyway. Yeah, I like to call that uh, handing the baton to future me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any batons, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Um, here's a, here's a kind of a question. Maybe you haven't. I know you talk about productivity a lot, and you have tips and and hacks over at beyondthetodolist.com. But um, one of the things that helps you stay productive and avoid burnout is learning. At least for me, learning and growing. Mm-hmm. So, what are some ways that you have found that we can continue to learn and grow? And, and stay productive and relevant in our fields like what are some are there some hacks that you have do you have like lists or certain like website summaries that you go to how do you like stay up because productivity is a big field and there's you know there's a lot of different people who have different like you know niches that they really specialize in how do you stay up to date on what like is new in the productivity market well, I try to stay. I mean, I, I subscribe to certain newsletters from certain people. I don't because those get into, you know, beyond the filter. They I don't right. have to go out looking for them. I've already curated them and they're coming to me versus me looking for it. Um, I, I think one of the key pl- and, and so setting that up is, you know, picking and choosing your channels and your inputs is one thing. Um, another is, uh, you know, you and I have both done. Um, what is it? Masterclass before. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, and, and there's tons of great lessons on there, whether it's specifically in your field or if it's outside your field, but then you can apply it to your field. Like I'm thinking Steve Martin and his comedy oh, yeah. uh, class that's in there. We both love. Um, that's great because then you can apply that as a lens or a layer on your work or life by having gone through that class and just kind of taking note of those kinds of things. I like to pop in and see, you know, 
I think at this point I just kind of get an annual subscription to that and then pop in and see every once in a while what's a new one I want to check out or what's one that I've never gotten around to even though I put it in my list, that kind of a right. thing. Got to make time for it though. Got to got a bucket list, not bucket list. Block block out time, that yeah. time. Block yeah. the time for it. Um and sometimes it's as easy as just watching it on an iPad while you're on a treadmill or mm-hmm. a, a a bike. But um and I think what yeah. you're saying like there's another one um gosh, it's it's all about documentaries. It's it's a lot of the YouTubers share it. Is it Oh gosh, but it's all documentaries. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? It's not I, discovery, it's something else. But um, yeah, I'm blanking. The thing is, is is a lot of times you can find stuff outside of your field that that you, if you're doing like we talked about creating a second brain, you can see those things and they start to kind of flow together, and you can see like, oh, that is connected, or I can use this story over here for this. And so, um, once again, you know, finding those things outside, even like watching a Marvel movie, sometimes you can take, oh, that'd be a great story that I could put in my blog or talk about on a live show or something like that. Um, you know, and, and Grace, uh, I use Feedly, and you mentioned about curating newsletters. Yeah. Feedly is great for that, and Grace has, like, this super, like, curated thing she's got over the years where she gets all the social media new to, news articles, and it's just really, it's amazing, and she won't even share it with me, so that's how super secret it is, but... Um, yeah, I, I I mean, that's what, uh, an RSS reader, mm-hmm. like, subscription setup, I mean, Google Reader, RIP Google Reader, but yeah. uh, moving on to Feedly and a few others, I've kind of... I kind of over time said you know what i want i don't want to just follow specific sites and channels it was more trusted voices and right. and people who who i have vetted and curated into again newsletters yeah. i want to see what they've packed up for me as a member of their audience or community intentionally mm-hmm. and then i create specific folders uh, mm. for those in my email so that they don't go to my inbox. They go over to the side. It's uh, like it's a, you create a ruling in Gmail where it's um, uh, skip the inbox. Right. Uh, don't don't mark it as red and put it in the specific folder. And that's exactly what I do. And then I can see that there's some over there, but I don't have to jump in there because it's that's not great. urgent or important. Yeah. Also a tip tip or trick for that is if you have like newsletters where they've got great deals and like you you know sales and all those kinds of good right. things, create a folder for that and send all those into there. Check it once a day. It's like you then don't have to keep getting distracted mm-hmm. throughout your day in your inbox by those things. Yeah, one of the things and I think you brought me onto this or Hyatt did who was on your show, but was uh, I use Sanebox. So that's where I mm. I train things to go. You do it a little bit more manual more manual. I use Sanebox to put it in where I can say like ignore it or go into the black hole while I'll never see it again, uh, which is pretty amazing. Uh, but yeah, Feedly is for me the one that I use to, to curate all that stuff because um, I just like it. And and one of the hacks that I have done this past year, uh, and then once again, it's more for my mental health. It's like, I don't check news. I'm a news junkie and I, I love Apple news because it's on my device. I can do that, but I've made a rule for myself and I'm really, really good about it now because it makes a big difference is I don't read any news during the week. On Saturday, I allow myself to read the news. Now, industry-specific news comes to me in my Feedly. I can get, like, if Apple comes out with a new watch or there's new live video stuff, that I've curated so I can read it, and I read Feedly every day. But I don't get all these other news articles where the world is burning and that we're all going to die in the next 10 minutes, which helps my mental health. So uh, if you're struggling with that and you're a news junkie, do that rule. Like, I'm just not going to read it until the weekend. Then you can be miserable on the weekend and then you come back to work and you're fine. So yeah, mute, mute it all. Figure yeah. out again, yeah. this is your channels and your inputs and choosing them ahead of time. Right. So let's go on to one of the things I think people struggle with the most. I know what I do and the focus, you know, we talked about this focus uh, to do list that I had been using this year that helps me kind of focus and has my task list, but that doesn't matter if you don't have a way to prioritize, prioritize what tasks to do. So what is the best way, Eric, that you have found to prioritize tasks uh, when you're sorting them? Because we can have a a never-ending task list, and we can focus on things that really don't move us forward. So how do you prioritize? Well, there's there's a couple different ways to to prioritize your tasks. And again, I think it really comes down to having that macro to micro kind of prioritization. So you know macro what's important, and then – drill down and then you drill down and then you drill down. And 
when it comes down to it, that way you know long term what can you know if something urgent does come up, what can be procrastinated on purpose, put off for the next day or the next week or whatever, and it's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And the urgent thing can then be uh, taken care of. Um, I always kind of go back to that Eisenhower matrix. I, I believe that's what that's called, where it's the you know urgent versus Versus urgent and important crosshairs. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you, if you almost like a uh, lazy tic-tac-toe where you just go one down and one across and you got four boxes right. and you've got, um, you know, the axis of urgent and important. So it's um, urgent and important, uh, urgent and not important, important, but not urgent and not urgent and not important. I think I got them all right. Um, and that's helpful for triage in the moment and, even sort of day-to-day and even weekly planning. But you want to move beyond that and be really focusing on always doing something that's important. It should all be important. We shouldn't ever be doing things that aren't important, right? Otherwise, what's the point? Um, And it's just a matter of then having that kind of triage mentality and having pre-thought what your decision-making rubric is for when it comes to something urgent coming up. Mm. And so that that really is where that comes out. Um, another thing to kind of throw into the mix there is the, the Pareto principle, um, which basically has to do with um, prioritizing your tasks based on um, the impact that they're going to have on your goals. So again, yeah. this is a way of pre-thinking before the urgent enters into the system. Mm deciding and ranking what's urgent what's the not urgent what's most important first so that you can focus on those and then that's where you kind of derive your okay if i'm going to do just one thing today what's the most important thing i could do or you know others others talk about what's your three things for the day and you know there's different styles whatever um for me i love the idea of if there was only one thing that i got done today what's that most important thing and the rest is gravy you know, right. and so uh, and, and another way that you can kind of look at this or another layer to add on or into the mix as an ingredient is the 80 20 rule. That's where you're focusing. Again, it's kind of like Pareto, but different. Um, basically, out of the 100 percent of what you do, 20 uh, percent of it yields 80 percent of the results. So right. it's about doing analysis of time tracking and and or revenue and or you know, leveraging, et cetera, on what's good, on what things you could spending, be spending your time on that are going to yield the most uh, value. And then through that, you delegate or eliminate tasks that are less important. Yeah. So one of the things, and I think it's from David Allen, and what is it? I think it's his five-minute rule. Like, if he sees a task come up and he can, in, in five minutes, get it done, he just does it right away. I think that's, at least that's what yeah, I I've been doing. There's a two-minute rule, five-minute. Right. I mean, there's the thirty-second rule for when the food falls on the floor. Right, exactly. The five-second rule is for the food on the floor. Right. Five-minute rule, you don't want to. Anyway. No. Yeah. It's it's dead. So the other thing is that I have found that's helped me, and I think people who are like us, Eric, maybe who have side hustles or solopreneurs, or you know, they they need like you talked about, like what's going to move them forward. I have started to do, and I usually try to do like three big things, and I and I don't know who took me up with that, but um, two of the things usually are for my clients or the services I provide, like if it's editing a podcast or it's doing consulting work or whatever. But I've been trying at for for one of the tasks, at least one of them, to do something and treat myself as a client. And everybody's heard that before: treat yourself as a client. Treat, but it's hard to do, especially when you have people. You know, they say the squeaky wheel gets the oil, kind of a thing. Um, and if your clients are like, "You got to get this done. I got to get this done." Then it's like, it's like oh, I, just, I just want to go in and eat supper and watch TV and not work on something that for me. So what I've been trying to do is doing one thing for me, for my company as a client that I would do either first thing or right at the beginning of my workday to get it done. Because that, you know, you mentioned the 80% rule and that a lot of times the stuff that we have to do for our own business is in that 80% and, and, and trying to focus on that. So what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, I mean, I, again, this is it, it, it's kind of looking at the all encompassing. Some people are only doing stuff for themselves. Right. Some people have clients. Some people only do stuff for clients. Right. It's really a matter of, again, when you kind of take that 80-20 rule, take that Pareto principle, 
thinking about the macro of a year, thinking about one drill down in terms of a quarter and deciding what is going to be best in terms of listing that stuff. All, get, get it all out there out of your get it all out of your head. Right. Then you can put together where um, it lines up in terms of timeline, in terms of importance, in terms of goals, whether that's goals for yourself that you've made or goals for for or with your clients. By having that all stated and expectations set, and then you can even set expectations to be exceeded. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's great. But only by going through and doing that logistical homework can you get to the point where you then know, oh, okay. So then my thing for me for the day, if like you were talking about, you can kind of say, well, the best thing I can do for me for today is this. Or, the, or this week, the thing for me really needs to be this. So how can I break that out into a manageable like – uh, seven day or, right. or, or if you're not going to do it on the weekend, five day, um, right. chunk, five chunks that will get it done this week. Yeah. So, um, you and I, <laughs> before we move on to our next section, I wanted to ask this question is like, you and I both like tools and technology and productivity hacks or apps or whatever we, in fact, we used to work for a company where we would have to come up with those every week, like some new ones. So how can we use technology and digital tools to enhance our productivity rather than hinder it? Because I know some people, they'll get a new tool and then they'll spend like weeks setting up that tool, use it for a bit, and then they'll go and they'll do the same thing and they'll spend weeks setting up the processes and the tasks and, you know, all this stuff. And then, you know, the next thing comes along. So how... Do, how do we decide what works and how to stick with it? You know, you and I both talked about we audit a little bit beginning of the year and we found a new tool. We kind of go to that. But when does that become really negative and we should just not, you know, this, just use your notepad or whatever. Like, so how do we keep it to how do we continue to keep it enhancing our productivity rather than hindering it? For me, when it comes to tools for productivity, it, again, it, the rule is use the one that that you will use or choose mm-hmm. the one you will use first and foremost. But beyond that, yeah, in deciding whether to upgrade or change, it, it really needs to kind of be a, a diagnostic thing you do occasionally where you say, right. are there any um, knowledge gaps? Are there any workflow malfunctions? Is there a place where things are falling through the cracks that I've not observed which I need to pause and, and, oh, I didn't know that was happening. Or two, you have observed and you've captured it, but you haven't addressed it yet. Um, by being to being being able to step into those diagnostic modes, and again, this is a great thing to do like once a quarter and just address it. And again, it may be that, oh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, um, there's an automation that'll right. work with all the things I'm already using and I can, um, you, I can, I think I can grout that issue Right there. Fill that in. Um, Sometimes you're going to have to just get a whole new tool, but you don't know which one's the right one for it. But that's when you poll your your friends and your colleagues and say, hey, what what are you using for such and such? You know, uh, you know, I need something that's going to be more motivational or more focus driven or or whatever. Um, Yeah, it it really comes down to that. For me, when it comes to tools, I try not to uh, add too many new ones in. Now I'm, I'm paying attention in right, the ether right. and I'm, you know, I look at product on occasionally. I don't, I'm not definitely not as much as I used to. Um, <laughs> but I am kind of doing it once a week where I clear out that folder from product hunt and say, Oh, okay. There's a cool one there. Oh, that one looks interesting. Wait, I didn't even ever consider like, I mean, you and I have been playing with a tool that we're not going to dive into right now right. that we, we didn't really need it or at least we didn't think we needed it. And I, I actually, I don't want to get to the point where you do need it. Right. But, uh, it definitely fills in a gap that we weren't aware of and we're interested in playing with it. Uh, I don't really want to elaborate on it, but right. it's, it's, it's one of those though. tools, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it's productivity. And it's like, it starts to, as you became, we became aware of it. We've investigated it a bit. It's starting to open our eyes to possibilities and we're still trying to figure out where it fits in our workflow. Mm-hmm. If it's a helpful thing or not, I think we've both found, um, this tool to be something helpful and time saving when it comes to creativity and workflow. And so I I think that's really the test there is you, you almost don't want to go full in. It's, it's not like moving where you're like, okay, that old house is sold and I've got to move all my stuff because you don't want to move over and over and over again in in real life or in productivity. Um, But when it comes down to it, 
you you really just need it's it's all about getting stuff done and honestly i try to to get off the technology as much as possible yet again another thing i'm going to abstain from as much mm-hmm. as possible during this break and re kind of reevaluate like my workflow because i don't want to be staring at a screen as much as i am but i also know that there's a benefit to when i do my like you know legal pad writing analogly analogly is not a word but i'm going to use it analogly um that it just my stuff flows faster versus me typing so so that you know and also you can hack that stuff too because i'm the same way i remember better when i write but i also would lose that stuff that i'd write on those post-it notes so i have like an ipad mini to the side of me right now where i can write stuff and it also syncs to the cloud and all my devices and i can capture it uh, and put tags and all that stuff and and actually put it in Rome 3 research. So that's one hack hack. You know, I do a lot of reading and I can highlight um, stuff and I use an app called Readwise, which takes those highlightings and puts them into Rome research. So I never forget good quotes, which I think a lot of us done. So there's a lot of things you can do. And I also want to point out going back to what you said at the start of the show, how your family now is using reminders. A lot of times apps that you use can also be integrated and become free in some technologies like now with the iPhone with the reminders where you can sync your shopping list across from everybody. I, I mean, like I taught my wife, it was funny cause I taught my wife that when we're getting ready for Christmas shopping and food and all that, I'm like, look, we don't have to lose lists anymore. I'm telling you. And I finally convinced her to try it. And she's like, Oh, this is really great. I only have to take yeah. my phone. I'm like, yeah. So, you know, and there used to be apps like don't forget the milk and all that stuff, which are kind of, irre- you know, irrelevant now because it's all built into the phone and you only need one thing. So, once again, taking that stuff, looking at it, reevaluating it, see if it'll fit where you need it or it becomes free where you don't have to pay for something anymore that you were paying for. It can also be something with tools. So Yeah, um, and again, it starts with noticing the need right. and really being aware of that. And again, I'm glad we moved to um, what we moved to in terms of reminders because I, I'm like, okay, I've got the list. I'm on my way to the store. If you think of anything else on the way, just add it to it. And right. she's just adding, she's adding two or three more things while I'm right. driving. And then I'm there and I'm like, oh, this is a much longer list now. Okay. <laughs> That's right. And the other cool thing is you can ask, also go, hey, you know, voice assistant, add this to my, and that's really handy too. Well. That's so, another, yeah, an, another easy way. That, that you're just, driving. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Yeah. All right, so our last segment. Before we do that, I want to make another big shout-out to our friends over at Ecamm. Uh, make sure you go uh, go over to them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They are what makes this show uh, happen, and it also is a great productivity tool. You not only can use it to go live with, but you can also use it to create presentations, which is I do. I use it for when I'm creating my product videos for Amazon. Uh, it's awesome for all sorts of stuff so try to think outside of the box too and you can really be productive with some software so make sure you go check them out at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam and appreciate them for sponsoring the show all right eric this is a big thing everybody struggles with it everybody i know at least struggles with this and uh it's procrastination so what are some ways that you can give us in 2023 as we move forward how can we stay motivated and avoid procrastination? I'm going to tell you right now, this is a tough one for me and everyone else. Procrastination, again, it, it's it's aligning. I think, I think some of it, some of it can go back to what we've already talked about in terms of actually having done the logistical homework and planning and, and, you know, thinking about what you want to do and, and then actually setting goals and then breaking it down, you know, all the good stuff, all the good planning. Mm -hmm. But you and I both know that like, again, we can select something that is the thing we need to do based on our goals and we need to do it today. Right. And yet I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like it right now. I may, mm-hmm. I may be tired. I may be distracted, wh- whether that's a literal distraction from external sources here at my desk or people calling or emails I got or whatever, or internal distraction when it comes to, I can't, I've, I read all the news and I feel like the world is in a bad place right now. And I just don't feel good about myself or it or my relationship, you know, insert problem here that I'm worried about or concerned about or have anxiety about. And because of those things, because you've not dealt with those things, you either haven't done the planning, you haven't uh, gotten enough sleep, you either, or you haven't uh, dealt with distractions, 
and you haven't dealt with what you're thinking, feeling, et cetera, enough to then get in that place. And, and I know you and I varying degrees do different things to make all those things happen mm-hmm. or work or plan or, you know, all those things. You still can get in a moment where the thing that you need to do is the time and the task are at hand and you just still don't feel like either you want to do it, you can do it, or you have the energy to do it, but it has to get done. So how do you make sure it gets done? And so sometimes it's just a matter of saying, okay, you know what? Reset. I stand up, I walk away. I say, you know what? I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do something quickly with either a break or a a recharge, a cup of coffee or what, like I'm going to psych myself up or, you know, something along those lines. Um, You can come up with your own versions of this, whether it's, you know, play some music that's going to motivate you, get up and take a quick walk, uh, you know, either outside or do laps around your yard or whatever, take the dog out insert here something that kind of in other words create a habit slash trigger mechanism of some sort where it's like okay let me set my desk up to do that thing but not actually start it yet let me walk away let me do that you know whether it's drink of water coffee dog walk um jumping jacks push-ups whatever whatever (laughs) change it to a stand change your desk to a standing desk Mm -hmm. instead of a sitting desk or vice versa Whatever it is that's going to help you feel like mental reset in that same psychological, emotional way that like when you enter a doorway, sometimes we forget what it is we came into the room for. Right. Take all that neuroscience and psychological engineering and all those good things and put it towards this problem. And I have started to find that this is making a huge difference for me. If I just get up, walk away, reset a lot like Pomodoro method. And so if you can apply that and integrate those resets and re-engaging, you will find that more often than not, it will get you past that first hurdle of starting. And once you've started, you can kind of, you know, can start to maintain momentum. Yeah, that's great. So I'll, I'll say what has helped me be motivated and avoid procrastination. One, we talked about earlier, the focus thing, but the, the second thing is, is I'm part of a mastermind and knowing that I have to go every week and sit in front of these guys or, and, and talk about what I did or didn't do, uh, there's a little bit of helps me get over procrastination and kind of motivates me to do that. So I've been in a, a group with Eric for gosh, what is it? Five, over five years now that we've done every Monday morning. And so seven plus years, yeah, I think. that has been great for uh, uh, and I love masterminds and I'm, we're, we're, and we're also in another one, uh, that's really good on Tuesdays, but, um, that has been for me, one of the biggest motivators and also with, you know, knowing that you're not alone and that also that you have other people pulling for you and you can ask questions and all that stuff. So masterminds is probably one of the biggest things that has changed the, the way that I have, you know, increased, you know, my output of my company and, and, you know, spiritual, physical, all the things, uh, mental health, all that stuff has helped from a mastermind. And I believe in them so much. I'm going to start my own this year. So if you're watching or listening to this, you make, uh, you just you send me a DM wherever you're listening at. If you're interested in that, uh, we're getting a bunch of people together to do that. So um, I'm really excited about that, but masterminds of me, for me have just changed everything and they helped me with, with the, you know, stuff like I never, like Eric was talking about, you know, taking a break or, or, you know, mindset kind of shift when you, when you need it to stay productive. And he introduced me to brain FM and just, you know, that kind of stuff, having that, those people who are almost like your suite of executives around you, um, C-suite that can help you, you know, speak truth in your lives, man, that has made a big change just in little things like that, like suggesting an app or, Hey, this worked for me. You may want to try this or, Hey, let's meet together. Uh, for breakfast when we're at this conference and let's talk about this and where you want to go with your your company in the next next month or so and so that stuff has changed a lot so I don't know about you Eric but those are some of those things that kind of like really help me stay motivated and and get out of that and I can even call Eric and say hey man I am just like I am not feeling it today and he'd be like well you need to do this or you know go listen to music and go for a walk and then go do this and so that kind of stuff really does make a big difference yeah I I I know that uh, you know Ian he, yeah. he met uh, Ian Anderson Gray, who he messaged me about a thing um, 
And I just, I just asked them questions. I just said, right. Hey, what is, you know, I, I'm trying to think of what it was. There was a specific thing that it was like a series of different blog posts, I think. And Ian, if I'm wrong, just correct me. But um, <laughs> I think it was a series of blog posts. And I just said, well, how, what's the word count? He, he would answer. And I'd say, okay, well, how long does it take you typically to do that? And he said, uh, he gave me an answer. And I said, do you have any time blocked out to just like s- sit down and even if it's not correct, draft it? And he's and he said yes, and he set it up or something. And and, and right. this is all hypothetical. Uh, I'm I'm you right, know, right, the, right. Na- the names and the the dates have been changed to protect the innocent. And <laughs> he, um, but just by me, but he reached out and I because we were in a, we were in our call and he said, hey, I'm struggling with this, and I I messaged him real quick and just asked a quick question to instigate the the process and so we just kept going back and forth with different questions and because I was doing that and I was just nudging him just slightly a little bit more and a little bit more he was finding that he was that and so then he was like he, he texts me through messenger like I don't know a week later and he said he had gotten them all done and it was because not because of me but because he was able to get past Every little, whether it was conscious or subconscious, every little um, hurdle that was in his way because he was able to take another step and another step and another step mm. because of accountability. And it's yeah. accountability is so huge. Yeah. And once again, you know, Eric has been a big part of helping me develop my business. And so I want to, that's one of the things I want to do is like this next year and it uh, started a, a new mastermind group. So once again, if you're interested in that, make sure you just DM me wherever you're listening or watching this. And uh, yeah, I'd love to love to chat with you more. So it's going to be really, really cool. But yeah, masterminds to me have is the, the best way for me to increase my productivity and my business. But Eric, before we kind of, this is kind of the last questions as we wrap things up. Um, you know, it's 2023. A lot of people are doing these new year's resolutions, but a lot of times it's baby steps. And so what are some ways to continuously improve and increase your productivity over time? Maybe not just like try to bite it all off at once, but like, what are some of those little steps that we can start to make in 2023 that will make a big difference as we go through the year? Yeah. I, again, I'm going to go back to John Acuff and just say that it's, it's not about, the short term, it's about the long haul. Mm-hmm. And so if I wanted to, like, if I wanted to say make 2023 the year that I got a certain thing done, like I say, I lost a certain amount of weight or I hit a goal weight or something, you know, let's, let's use that example. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm going to lose, um, you know, one, you want to say, okay, what's the totality of it? And then you want to say, okay, if I, by December 31st, is it December 31st? Yes, yeah. uh, of 2023. <laughs> right. um, I think another goal I need to do is learn math. Um, if by December 31st of 2023, I want to get to this number, then if I'm at this one and I want to get to that one, you know, you can plug those in and get the graph. But then it's like, okay, but what if I want to feel like I'm a little bit more motivated? Then it's like, okay, well, what is a monthly and what does a weekly do? And, and again, it's not giving up on any one weekly. Like if, if you had an off week, fine, because you've got the monthly. And if you and then, in you know, again, you, you're taking it kind of without overanalyzing and overcommitting, you're breaking it down into smaller pieces and saying, you know what, if I only lost, let's see, so 52 weeks in a year, if you were able to lose one pound a year, or, I'm sorry, one one pound a year. One pound, I'm gonna anyway. Uh, if you were gonna lose, yeah. that's the slow burn. Um, if you're going to lose one pound, literally one pound in a week, that'd be 52 pounds. Wouldn't that make a huge difference? And even if that's not all you need to lose, you you would find that um, losing four in January. And another four in February right. and another four in March that by the time you get to around mid year, you know, May, June, you're going to start losing more than you're going to lose like two, right. three, five a week or, you know, 10 a month just because you're, you're re and then you're, again, you're going to readjust, you're going to recalibrate, right. you're going to add in new things, et cetera. But again, it's that whole getting started piece you don't you don't know what the struggle is going to look like in six months, but you know what it looks like right now. 
And it's, it's that you can't get started or what you've tried doesn't work. And so again, lean on accountability, lean on taking a break, resetting, et cetera, um, to get started, but breaking it down into manageable and easy to step over hurdles instead of one giant massive project. Right. That's great advice. All righty, Eric, this has been, once again, a fascinating and, you know, encouraging uh, conversation because, uh, you know, once again, I always think of new things that I can do, and I, but I don't feel overwhelmed in it. Like, I can try this stuff, and I'm not, like, anxious or have anxiety about the new year. There's things I want to accomplish. There's things I want to grow in, but staying away from being anxious and, you know, like, stressed because I have to do this uh, makes a big difference. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, your help and the masterminds that we're in. Uh, so I really appreciate that. But let before we end this uh, conversation, I want you to have a chance to kind of talk about beyond the to-do list, where to find you, all your stuff, maybe some upcoming guests you have that you're excited about. Um, but the floor is yours. Yeah. So like I said, uh, you, well, you can find the show at beyondthetodolist.com. So there's like over 450 back episodes at this mm-hmm. point. So you can go if you if there's a specific topic you're curious about, like I suggested earlier with sleep, go there, type in the search box sleep or procrastination or creativity or, you know, whatever word it is, you're going to find episodes that you can then start to you know, listen to and start with in terms of your journey and then subscribe, or I should say follow these days, they've changed the terminology. Um, But that's one place to start with. And then coming up in January, I've got a great conversation already in the can with Chris Bailey. Um, That one's all about leaning in on this using technology for its pros and having the right relationship with it to put the cons of that technology at bay. Um, Got another cool, again, Megan Hyatt Miller and Michael Hyatt will be on the show in January as well. And a few other really cool ones in the works, not yet committed, but close. And so, but yeah, at least you can get started with whatever topics you you're interested in right now. Awesome. And make sure that you guys go follow Eric at beyondthetodolist.com. That's where you can find everything out about him. Um, so it, once again, great. I, I was listening way back in the day. Um, with uh, on his show about productivity because it, it's it's really really good and it's got a, a huge back catalog so if you're needing something to listen to while you're driving to and fro grandma's house through the woods um, that's what you can listen to because it will help you and bless you and all sorts of good things when you listen to beyond the to-do list so the other good thing that you can listen to and be a part of is our friends over at ecam make sure you go follow them and sign up at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam. Once again, thank you for to them for sponsoring the show. Uh, we did miss Grace. I hope she's having a great time. Um, I think she's chilling out. I don't want to say where. At an undisclosed location, uh, having fun with her family for the holidays. The North Pole. Yeah, appreciate her. She's helping uh, Santa get ready. And uh, with that, we thank you guys so much for watching. We would not be able to do the show without you. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.